0: Hey, everybody out there in podcast land, this is your host, Severin Henderson, back again with another episode of Firecast, a Department 3C production. And today I am here with one of my good friends, co-worker to a friend for real, um, Daryl Walton. Daryl was the first person I met when I came to my assignment. I got assigned to a Truck 29, the Engine 96 house, and I came and I knocked on the door because that's what you're supposed to do, come introduce yourself to the firehouse before you actually show up to work. So I made sure it was my shift day. I came, I knocked on the door. Daryl was the first person I met, and he was cool then as he is now, and he just been... A real supportive dude Showed me the ropes Told me everything What I needed to know About Chicago About the West Side Because that's where We was at um, All that other good stuff And Like I said Just if it wasn't for him It was a lot It's a lot of stuff I wouldn't know And still wouldn't know So I had to bring him on to talk about how to be. Well, the thing, the topic was kind of like a senior man because he was senior to me, but he said, Well, I wasn't a senior man, so I can't talk about that. But I'm like, At the same time, you still treated me like cool. And all too often, people come into the fire service, in the firehouse, and they get treated like. The opposite of cool, they get treated like crap. Like they make them do all the crazy stuff and make them jump off the roof upside down and throw water on them and everything else, and D-Walt never did that to me. So I wanted him to give some of his experiences within the service, and then we're just going to chop it up. So without further ado, Daryl, how are you, sir? I'm
1: great. The privilege and the honor is all mine, though. Oh, uh, nah, I'm sitting is- back, I'm smiling with this big smile. <laughs> <laughs> the accolades, I wanted to make sure you're talking about the same guy that's in the room with you
0: now. Yeah, talk about you. And then on top of that, went on from 96, got to another super dope spot, putting out fires every which way. Now he promoted and just making his effect known across the department in one way or another. So he doing absolutely great things. But We're not here to, like, talk about tactics and everything. We're just here to talk about being cool, so... (laughs) I don't know if you got the correct um, subject matter person (laughs) in regards to that. It should be natural. Exactly, it should be natural. I just did a um, new segment um, for this show. It's um, just an advice thing, so, like, I have some emails come in, or I look at um, other different places to get some advice, and, like, one of the Questions was how to make friends and how to just regularly. This is a teenager that was affected by the pandemic. And it was just talking about how to be a person pretty much um, now because he said, well, mask is off and I don't really know what to do. So was answering questions like that. But like you said, it just takes to do so. Before we get into all of that, I do want to ask you how you got to, because it's, it's a great story to me, how you made it over to the west side from being from the south side of Chicago? Well, I actually had no choice to say so
1: in regards to that. There um, you go. <laughs> like I said, I started uh, June 1st, 2004. Mm-hmm. Candidate class um, was kind of oblivious to the fire culture at the, at the time. Uh, going through the academy and, you know, going through trials and tribulations in life and just getting adjusted to this new, you know, found career. Mm-hmm. Um, did my time in the academy, and, I mean, a lot of stuff I had to know. I'm a second-generation fireman. My dad was a fireman. I mean, but my dad was always the type that uh, he was the definition of cool. If mm-hmm. I if I have it, he has a de- that was the definition of cool. Mm-hmm. Because he never really brought work home, not less. you talked about it. Mm-hmm. And I know back day, back then they seen probably some more grueling things than what we saw. Maybe more fires and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And by me going through the through the academy, I guess they knew the last name. I guess synonymous through there. I was a skinny kid, mm-hmm. you know, 26 when I, when I came in and. Mm-hmm. I uh, just was ready for a change in my life, and I didn't know anything about like the good companies or the bad companies mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I knew Southside, because I was born and raised Inglewood, and I figured, hey, I'm gonna go back to the Southside. My dad was always on the Southside. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Another classmate of Oz, great guy on the job, Clarence Norwood. He, Another guy uh, I'm
0: trying to track down.
1: So yeah, we got to get him, in. I think that'd be a very interesting <laughs> yeah. podcast, yeah. at least with me, me and him, or yeah, whatever. That's what I'm trying silly. to get y'all together. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So uh, you know, back to back to where we was at. He kind of knew about the spot 96 truck 29 mm-hmm. hey, before the academy was up, and we don't know the assignments and stuff like that. He came like, hey, I want to get you guys to go to the west side. I'm south side. You know, I'm like, man, I don't want to go out west. Why would I want to go out there? Thought nothing of it. And uh, when it came down to assignments, we were actually getting our assignments, excuse me. Uh, And when it came out, they told me I was going to Engine 96. That Mm -hmm. was my original assignment. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what that was or where that was at. (laughs) One of the instructors was standing in the back. He said, hey, kid, they're sending you to the house of hate. (laughs) And I kind of looked and I said, man, what what did I do? You know, I'm like, man, what did I do? And one guy said, no, 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 you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. I knew that uh, on my block that I initially grew up on, we had three firefighters on, on the block. Okay. Mm-hmm. Much older than what I was. My dad was like the senior. We had a guy stayed across the street who was on the job. I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, mm-hmm. like, at the moment. Mm-hmm. But uh, then we had Boulevard. Boulevard family grew up three doors down. He may about 12 years older than I was. Mm-hmm. I knew he was on the job. Mm-hmm. So what I did was gave him a phone call. I said, hey, hey aren't you on the west side? Yes. Um... Do, are you at, uh, do you know what 96 Truck 29 is? He's like, man, He uh, excuse my French, he's like, no shit. Yeah. And I'm like.
0: No, we got the E on here. You can say yeah, whatever he, you want to say. Uh,
1: he says, uh, no shit. Mm-hmm. He said, what uh, What shift? I mm-hmm. said, third shift. He said, man, no shit. That's the shift I'm on. Mm-hmm. He said, that's the house I'm on. He told me, he said, kid, they did everything right except for put you on that truck. <laughs> <laughs> So that was my whole introduction to 96 in the West Side. And then just when people say, Hey, what's the assignment you're going to? Just watching everybody else response, like, Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you won, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, All right, I better start feeling good about this. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. did the same thing you did. Stopped in on the first day. But I would say just by having him being there on that shift and me reaching out to him, mm-hmm. that kind of like, gave me some, you know, kinda cut some of the slack off me. Yeah. Because oh he's a friend of him and he was a hard worker there that they respected. So Mm -hmm. all right, what's up with this guy, you know? Yeah. So
0: That's who. That's the other guy. I, I got to get on. I got to get Boulevard. Oh, I got yeah. ch- to get Tony Jackson. We got to chase him down. So I'm gonna let him. He said, "I don't. I don't know what I'm gonna say when I come on here. I'm like, no. just say whatever." It, it, Make it's,
1: sure you get him to explain Boulevard and where it comes yes, from. Yes, I am. I'm gonna uh, Anthony Jackson. Yes, Jackson, Jackson Street is Jackson, on the West Side. Yep, Jackson Boulevard. His first fire he had, they said he was like a bull in a
0: china shop, right? <laughs> and it was on the Boulevard, so they start calling him Bull. Calling him Bull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with that. So, like I said, I can't wait to get him on here, too. We're going to oh, yeah. chop it up the exact same way. and he, Then he can tell us more about senior oh, man yeah. stuff. But, <laughs> hey, more. but that that's such a, a dope live story because, like you said, I think I'm going back to the south side. Then you end up going to the west side. And what I tell people um that's not from Chicago, that a lot of my friends and family from back home, The West Side is kind of like where I left from East Cleveland. It was like the exact same type of situation. It's like to the point where you don't even hear about the West Side. Like when you hear on the national news, um, even on the local news, you hear about stuff happening on the South Side all the time. It's so rare that you hear about things happening on the West Side, and the West Side is like a different world. (laughs) And then another thing, it's so many people here that – either if they grew up on the south side, they ain't never been west, or if they grew up out west, they ain't never been south. Is that, like, the case?
1: All right. Well, that's like getting into the meat and bones of the city. Let's, All right. Yeah. Well, they, they said Chicago is still, like, one of the most segregated cities Still within the U.S., excuse me. Yep. Whereas though you have blacks stay here, whites stay there, Chinese here, Mexican. You Mm -hmm. know, not like New York where kind of it's like a melting pot. You Mm -hmm. can be in the projects and live next door to somebody that's Chinese or something like that. So, Mm -hmm. a lot of times that makes us a little bit oblivious or ignorant to culture Mm -hmm. because we're not exposed to it. Mm On a daily basis, like you were saying, uh, you hear more about the South Side and the violence and the this and that. Mm-hmm. That's a bigger mass of land than what the West Side is. Right. Right. What West Side is a smaller demographic. Mm-hmm. So that's why they have a tem a tendency to pretty much know families and know each other mm-hmm. and things of that nature. You'd mm-hmm. be on the West Side and people speak. Hey, how mm-hmm. you doing? The violence and everything had plagued Chicago uh, South Side already. Mm-hmm. And believe, uh, my opinion, it was always by design to put Inglewood, Inglewood, uh, you know, this yeah. and that. I lived there, and I didn't really see a lot of things that I heard. Right. You know, I knew
0: people that was supposed to be bad, but I knew the good side of them. Yeah. So that's, I still feel like it's like that now. Like I had one of my best buddies like, oh, I never lived there. It's just, I say, what you see on the news is not like what the city is like. At the end of the day, you have to respect people just like any type of situation. There ain't no dude just going to walk up to me and just Ooh, you look like something. Just shoot me. (laughs) Universal universal laws
1: of life. Respect yourself. Respect everything and everybody around you. And you can go and do whatever you want to do. You have enough respect for yourself.
0: Absolutely. And
1: if you don't understand what I'm saying, like if we're in a certain demographic of town, if I'm going to a liquor store and I see a group of guys there, that's not thinking about me. For me to disrespect myself would be to walk across and go the other way or something like that, you know, then it's like, okay, it's, it's intimidation. It's open season. But if you, Hey, excuse me, guys, excuse me. How y'all doing? Excuse excuse me. I'm trying to go and conduct my business. I'm, I don't fear you guys, but I'm definitely not trying to start no trouble with you either. And, I, and I respect your territory or whatever whatever it is, is, I don't want no problems. And you pretty much can move and go wherever. i never been the type that said, oh, I'm from the south side, I can't mess with the west side, or I can't mess with the north side. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people throughout the city, and I always was curious. More than just my neighborhood, I wanted to see what other people my age or demographic, what were they doing? What what did they do for fun? What did they like? So I always explored out. I had different friends because I was going to different schools or maybe um, was part of different programs and stuff like that that kind of opened
0: me up to the city. Yeah, that's where I feel like a lot where we clicked at, even just talking to each other in the house. because. Uh, I was like I moved here if if I wanted to just stay in one place I could have stayed home I could have <laughs> I could have not went nowhere but at the same time you want to go meet different people you know be interesting learn new stuff cuz
1: you yep, can't yep, learn yep, anything your, your network is your net
0: worth it, there you go your uh. network is your net, and then especially when you going to all them super Up north parties And downtown parties Like I know you do You be hanging out Uh, I'm I'm older now So
1: (laughs) I'm kinda not like A nightlife guy I'm a good uh, Brunch Turn up Eight o'clock And home (laughs) I was just about to say Day parties is the thing now I mean They 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 found out about this About three years ago And nobody been to church since (laughs)
0: And he's saying that right after Easter, That's probably hmm. when it was the busiest day, and it was still True. cold outside. And the brunch places did awful yesterday. Yeah, but um, so so back to the west side, like you said, smaller spot. People do speak a little bit more. People, and the other thing I notice is the accents, because sometimes you can hear them, sometimes you can't. But like when people migrated um to Chicago from down south, they either went west or. South and they still have like those same strong family ties as family bonds and True. everything. True. I don't want to impuke or say like kind of the wrong thing, but a lot of people that I know specifically
1: that's from the West Side, they're descendants of people from like Memphis, Tennessee. Right. That right, closer right. there. A lot of South Side, um, <clears throat> excuse me, families. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but from just Mississippi, yeah, some, some area Jackson or part of Mississippi, yeah. and it kind of came south.
0: Yeah, and like I said, everybody came up here to get jobs so, and all that other fun yeah, stuff. That so. may be the accent or something like that, but I
1: really don't look at it no different. I mean, they know how to have fun People on each pe- other side. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. They know how to have West fun. West was always cool with me. and West, Right, the West Side ain't did nothing bad to me. I still like the West Side when I get a chance to head over there. Um, Now, another question I wanted to ask you about is – you you got over there. You did your thing. You did everything you're supposed to do, and you moved on to somewhere else. Um, you mind tell us about where you went and your new experiences, or you want to save that for another? another <laughs> I like time. how you brushed
1: past that big chunk of history because that was 15 years. I, well, I was gonna I was I gonna get to there, that. So. That's what I
0: was gonna get to. Oh, I was yeah. gonna get. Yeah, well, I was we'll, gonna we'll, get to that in the similarity between you and Bull because Bull stayed there for such a for he he 32. was there. Yeah, longer than the one the last candidate was alive. Like the dude was, was 28, yeah. 29. He had been at that spot longer than that kid had been yeah. alive and yeah. was still showing him stuff. So that was amazing. Yeah. But I was going to get to that. I just want to. Uh, next firehouse so I left. Um Why did I leave? First
1: and foremost, yes, never was no problem. I was like the fresh. I became the fresh prince of that house. (laughs) I was like the young kid, and they knew that. Hey, this guy he go out and party. He know people. He's cool. He's sociable, but he's gonna come to work and do what I have to do. Mm -hmm. After being there so long, I think complacency sets in, and a lot of times uh, you meet your you just kind of you start a plateau out in your career. Mm -hmm. And if you think you're good or amazing, sometimes you have Nothing good or amazing ever happened out of comfort. That's the term I like to use. So... I just knew that pretty soon I'd probably be getting promoted. I didn't really know a lot of people, names on the job. Everybody would be talking about, oh, you know, such and such, such and such. And I would always not know because I was only right there. Yeah. So one of the things, I'm, let me get used to, I know I'll probably be a reliever or whatever <clears throat> happens. So let me go and try my skills. So I, I choose the, another equally yoked house, pretty much the same firehouse, just on a <laughs> different, different, different side of town. Same yeah. demographic, same makeup, no ambulance in the house. I yeah. mean, these are, the, these are the top dogs. So, yeah, yeah. I um, I tossed and turned about that decision <laughs> uh, for a couple, for a little while. But what the thing was, so the house was broke up. Ninety six out west was broke up into you know north side or south side. is kind of working in the same house, and where we would have details. If you a south of um. Twenty second, you would take the details if you were a South Sider. If right. it was north of 22nd, you know, north siders were taken. That was just a courtesy to keep you from driving all the way across the city. Right. So I used to get detailed to this particular house in Roseland, uh hundred fourteenth of Michigan, thirty four east, hundred fourteenth, engine sixty two, truck twenty mm-hmm. I actually went there and um I went there first time and um caught caught a fire. i was about to say just caught, like, a fire yeah, probably. caught a fire,
0: Yeah, Caught a fire. Yeah
1: excuse me, Mm -hmm. like the demographics and how everything rolled in house. Like, this kind of reminds me of the firehouse there. Yeah. And, um, they asked me to stay there. Hey, we got another detail there next day. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you mind staying there at that details and shoot there? I'm like, yeah, I'll stay there. So I sat there like a furlough. And every day it seemed like I caught a fire and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. I'm like, man, no, this is a cool place. And they're not doing the, all the running around like 96, well, not 96, like, sorry, truck like 29, truck 29, yeah. 113 yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm like, you know. No, I, I like I like the EMS side of the job and yeah, it's job security, but I kind of like the fire side. More. Yeah, I mean that's what I signed up for. If we for.
0: if we if we gonna be honest, and that's what we mean, right. That's what mostly guys want to do. So it is what it is. Ain't no ain't no. Problem to that. And Truck 27, that's a great truck. And they kind of like out there by themselves on the island. So, like, they don't got no help really coming to get them and anything else. That's
1: the beautiful thing about it. That was like, man, that was like a super truck to me.
0: It is like a super truck. I know they call
1: Truck 20 America's truck. Well, that got to be something. That got to be the universe (laughs) truck. Universal truck. (laughs) That's America's truck because you're going from... Steel District, man, much huge. Like most uh, truck steel districts are larger. But you're basically going from 99th to 139th, the end of the city. You can go as far as Hegwitz. You can go as far as... 95th and I mean uh, 111th and Pulaski. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, I thought that that was huge.
0: And they and they and it is huge. And they just putting in work going with other companies that don't get a chance to do as much as they do. So they like a different breed of truck, period. Uh-huh. So, like you said, that's the universe truck. I'm, I'm with that. That, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> and then, like I said, like even if they get in a squad or something, it takes the squad forever so to long. get out there. By the yeah, time they the get time out they there, y'all done. get a block away
1: and you know, the favorite line holds hold the squad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I hear that all good. too that's often. People love saying that they that that hey, just it's just a fun poke. It, it is. It's, it's all good, but that's it. Like I said, that's a that's a really cool thing that you took your skills that you had on the engine. And then I was thinking about um, when I first got there. Like you usually have to have some time before you go to the roof. And I was like candidate straight out, and they were like, "Well, we're not gonna send you to the roof quite yet. We're gonna send Daryl, even though you was detailed from the engine, and we had a fire that day. And you had like how many roofs was on there? Like five, six, seven yeah, roofs. Like a
1: birthday cake. It was. A, <laughs> I called it a birthday cake. I never forget. <laughs> it's probably about four or five layers and I think they had like City of uh, Chicago building departments I'm not sure exactly but I think it's on like three or four times I think a layer of roof or something like that mm-hmm. and this roof right here had been patched
0: layered patched layered
1: and it was hot that day
0: yep it was hot yeah. that day and we was... went up there it was a
1: flat so that was, that was a beautiful thing I had got broke in by Boulevard yep. going to the roof yep. and stuff like that so I guess the thing was about being a uh, candidate they actually I was assigned to 96 but how I Got so much time on truck twenty nine mm-hmm. was due to the fact when I came, but I came there first. They were always busy, but they mm-hmm. were a first responder company first. Okay, before they went ALS, mm-hmm. and the older guys, um, you know, Danny Warwick, uh, Tommy Norton, mm-hmm. it was some few other cast of characters before the end I'm, you know, not, I hope I'm not missing no names, but um, <clears throat> they didn't go to the truck. Right. You young, you got there? Hope? Yeah. You going to the you truck? You going to the truck. Yeah, you yeah. going to the truck for that day. Yeah. I love the truck, okay? They did a little bit more. I got a chance to see a lot and stuff like that, so I guess I, it was supposed to have been like a punishment or something, yeah, but it but wasn't I was like that. It.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, then one of the things was that was the first truck to go ALS in the city of Chicago. Advanced life support for those that I don't know what that is mm-hmm. and I was the only EMT mm-hmm. so by me being the only EMT them guys didn't believe in EMT back then and stuff like that so they would put me on there because the requirement was to have two EMTs on a rig at all time along with a uh, fire paramedic yeah. so um that was a shoe-in for me and I stayed on that truck maybe probably about five years and couldn't go on a d couldn't go back on 96 yeah so I felt like hey I was a part of the truck you yeah. know but not le- officially no, or anything were, like because that you you know, when the
0: um <clears throat> when the lieutenant Dan Grosh, when he retired he got you he was the only engine guy he bought a truck twenty nine hat for yeah, for him going I, out
1: and that was pretty cool too that yeah, was that was yeah. dope that was that was that was that, meant, that let me know that hey I earned my stripes yeah. pretty much because I was assigned to the engine but he gave me a truck twenty nine hat along with all the other guys with the truck twenty nine hats
0: yeah you know. Now, I was talking about how you treated me when I first came in, when I first came through the door, and you said, "Reason I treat you like this is because I ain't never want to be I ain't never want nobody to treat me how some people treated me when I first came on the job." Kind of tell oh, yeah. me, tell me about that. And like I said, that's the cool part. That's the part that people need to understand. You don't have to treat a dude like shit to make him respect you. If anything, that's going to make him despise you. All right, so how
1: do I exactly dive into that? I mean, there's tradition mm-hmm. that comes along with the job, mm-hmm. there's firehouse etiquette that comes along with the job, mm-hmm. but then there's a fine line of being a dickhead and not, <laughs> you know? <laughs> there
0: you go. Yeah. So,
1: me coming there, Uh, Florida house was say my officer came on in 1973 you had Mm -hmm. guys that came on in 76 77 Mm -hmm. I was born in those years (laughs) so coming there as a kid a lot of guys in 80 and I didn't understand like the Florida house a lot of rough guys salty dogs ah, you -hmm. know that that was the image of the house you know Mm -hmm. one of those things and I just think some people go out their way deliberately to be a dickhead to others Mm -hmm. and that's not necessary Mm -hmm. sometimes they just don't understand and that's just ignorance you know mm-hmm. i mean you could go too far yeah the candidate is a low man he may get hazed a little bit and i'm all susceptible to that mm-hmm. right but sometimes enough is enough or it goes on too long yeah you know and you could i'm a big reader of energy and matter and when you go in certain rooms i know how to read the room and i could read the energy and i could read the matter mm-hmm. that hey i didn't matter
0: <laughs> you, 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 that, that I like that. Yeah. I like that. Hey, yeah. I didn't matter. I like that. Yeah,
1: I didn't matter. But, I mean, as a candidate, you will be seen more than you will be heard. Yeah. So I didn't try to come in, like, with a voice, uh, be voicestress or whatever. I wanted to go along with the flow. I wanted to fit in well, but it felt like a constant test where you under scrutiny. This is a stressful job, but then you're dealing with the stress of uh, – Am I doing the right thing? Yeah, How what do are my I fit in? Am I are they yeah. doing this? Yeah. you know, stuff like that. That's a, that's too much. Yeah, I would say
0: that's what. you know? That's what. Right. That's and that's what I like tried to write about in my book is about part of the. It, it's a double edged sword because on one end, dude, you old as ever, and you still here, and. You ain't got to be an a-hole just to be an a-hole. Like you said, be a dickhead just to be a dickhead. And then as a young guy, you have to know how to talk to people and how to approach situations. Like some some kids that come on when I was in the academy, you got to tell them and teach them. Like the only older person, they know... Maybe three old people: their dad, their uncle, their grandfather, and that's it. Other than that, they haven't had any interaction with any person right. that's that's outside of their family realm. And to learn and how to deal with other people, that's just takes some maneuvering. That's a lapse in communication. Yes, that's what that because is because the generational thing. Yeah, like and and now. I even see, like, a lot of guys on different social media states, like, those cell phones, they stopping the communication. Guys can't even talk. We don't even watch movies together no more because everybody on their devices Man, all day. Cell phone
1: is a the invention of accessibility to cell phone is a powerful thing. That's a single-handed killer of fires. And yeah. up with the EMS and calls. And EMS. Bec- no, it's up with EMS. No, that's what I'm saying. People and got digital moments uh, minutes and minutes to <laughs> spare. Oh, look at that guy. He's slumped he's over. Si- he's there. Call. He's <laughs> sitting there. I drove by two times. I'm gonna call. Yeah. You know, so they'll call for that, and and then it's to the point where as though I smell smoke, and yep. I'm gonna call because the it fire's in It's orange in that window. So you get there now. It's a one room or a mattress or something. I can remember before when you had to go back in the house or go to the, use the pay phone, We would pull up and it would be blowing out of every
0: window. Yeah, yeah, I can believe that. Mm. Yeah, because it, it take it take that much longer to get it going. So yeah. that makes. Total sense. So tell me, kind of the transition now, because you were such a good guy. I'm not saying like you're not a good guy anymore, but no, I changed. (laughs) I'm saying now that you promoted (laughs) Doctor Evil, right? Bad Lieutenant. That's what I want to know. I want to know some Lieutenant stories because our now he's a what's he a deputy district chief, JB.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah he, my man. <laughs> and
0: when he um when he said the first thing, first thing they teach you when you go to lieutenant school is F the fireman. Just whatever firemen say, don't believe them, don't trust them, don't do nothing. So now uh, that you're in the position that you just made lieutenant and you knew out here you were leaving is is that the case or is it something different? I didn't sit in a brainwashing machine
1: for too long, <laughs> you know. I got a strong mind, okay. so and I know how to deal with people. So
0: that and just so just that having that character or
1: leadership abilities and things of that nature. It is different now. Mm-hmm. Being a reliever, I'm in a whole other di- another district now. District I've never been assigned to. A lot of guys don't know me. I don't know them. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a problem with uh, my conversation is as limited as your brain can stretch. Right. <laughs> a lot of people's brains don't stretch that far, so they may say I'm quiet or yeah. they don't want to engage in a conversation with me. You're part of the family, but it's like you know, you're not an immediate. You're the cousin visiting for the for the day <laughs> yeah. to this immediate family, yeah. and you're there. So, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, he's one of us, but you know, he's not us. Yeah.
0: You know, I, I like that. That that makes me li- li- think of it different because I always think I'm not scared, but nervous and thinking about getting to that next spot because it's like you got to go around being a substitute teacher, and I know how we used to treat substitute teachers like. We used to tell them. He say, "Hey, what y'all usually do on Tuesday? We don't do nothing." <laughs> but, but that's when they
1: coming in to be a substitute teacher. That's always a highlight. Yeah. You know, when you had a sub, what what do you what do naturally you expect the flow of the day with a sub? Well, it'll usually be
0: easy because they don't know too much of what's going on. Yeah,
1: roll that TV out.
0: Yeah, and, and watch a movie. You know. Exactly. Right. So,
1: yeah. not, I'm not be, just being funny. But I always like, any roll call, I say try to break the ice to the guys, and I say, "Hey, I'm um, your substitute teacher here." for the day. I'm here to make sure the kids don't run with scissors and put their eye out. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. One of those icebreakers and things like that.
0: And then cool with that. You know, your
1: history kind of follows you. So the whole thing is you might come in in the morning, hey, good morning. And you're fresh. Hey, good morning. People Mm. don't know you. They don't want to speak now. Yeah, wow. uh, whatever one of those type of things and then once they the day go on they get a who is this guy where is he from and what's his rep and yeah, yep. all this type of stuff yep. once they go check and they say, oh this dude was at 96 and he stayed there that long and then he went to truck 27 now you want to have a conversation with me because like, yeah. guess what you know people there or that's something that you always wanted to, to do so you might even have some despise i have guys even say oh you're lucky or who do you know I that, didn't know nobody. <laughs>
0: that's the now, 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 who do you know? That's the number one thing. When I got my assignment, they said, who do you know? I said, I'm not even from here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I'm supposed to know right. anybody. I said, I'm from out of that's town. That's because
1: somebody else drew the short <laughs> end of the straw.
0: Yep. Who, who do you know? And the same thing. I ain't know nobody. I just got lucky. I hit the lottery. They always say you hit the lottery to get the job in the first place. So, guess I hit it twice. That's all. So, excuse me, hit the
1: lottery. I'm I'm tired of that term. Can You're we tired bury of it? that? Yeah. You want to bury Because I want to ruin the real lottery.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the real lottery. Yeah. But if you mm. think about it, over, over the course of a career, yeah. you can probably make lottery money. But at yeah. the beginning, of course, yeah. I want that lump sum. Give me that dough so I can go party in Ibiza and... Go jump off That's what a I thought. That's what I thought Dubai. a daily that's what I thought a daily day was when I came on. <laughs> that's what you thought a day. <laughs> yeah.
1: Daily day. I mean, I was uh before I was always traveling, doing things. So when I get them five days off, I'm booking a flight. I'm yeah. gone. I gotta go uh critical stress debrief is yeah, exa- what I like to
0: call it. Man, listen, I just so had important. One. I just had <clears throat> one. I just had a daily, and then I came back from it and had to work another day. And I'm like, ooh, this don't feel right. It's just like ah, I'm supposed to still be off. And I didn't even get to go nowhere. I had a staycation with my kids, and that felt like a, a flight or a trip. Cause, it could be a beautiful day. Hey, we live in a town where we have the pleasure of being able to go different places. Like, Chicago, a huge city. And being able to get the opportunity to explore it is always a plus to me. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. All right. So one other thing, like before we were started recording, you were talking about how um some people they don't necessarily know what they wanna do. And then they get the opportunity to get into this job and then can explore a lot other opportunities. Can you speak to me about that, son? Yeah, I could speak thoroughly just
1: due to the fact I could use me as a scenario. Um uh, and I kind of grew up in like uh, that kind of gray area so I graduated in 94, 95 around that time and in school the computer bubble hadn't hit you know, and in school we have vocational shops and things of that nature, like training you more or less to, you know, be an employee. I kind of always had to feel, I don't want to be a welder. I don't want to do this. I don't mm-hmm. want to. and it was a jack of all trades, really a master of none. Mm-hmm. Graduating uh, school in 95, that's when the test was given in 95. And uh, my dad, like I said, he was on a job. He kind of always, hey, take it, you know, explore the option and things of that nature. I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. But literally he... um he actually kind of went across the street from his house and kind of got in line and had my mom bring me there to get in line (laughs) to make sure that (laughs) I do it. To make sure you
0: did it, yeah. Yeah.
1: To make sure... that I I did it. So I took the test in 95 and, you know, I didn't understand the testing process. They had this qualified, well qualified. We're going Mm -hmm. by this last social or this social or this. I'm like, the last digit of my number is one, so I should be good. No, we are starting at nine. So you had no control (laughs) over that or the flow of things. Eight years went by. Excuse me. Eight years went by. Kind of forgot all about it, you Mm -hmm. know, and just was a whole different path, just a whole different direction. And it just seems like I mean, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, he has a way of working things out. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, some some I get ready. I was finna get ready to have a daughter when this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, some close friends, some 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 tragic stuff happened to a bunch of friends mm-hmm. and locked up and things of that nature. I know I didn't want that for myself. Mm-hmm. And when this opportunity kind of popped up, I was kind of uh, no. Nah. I was always a skinny kid, like skinny, like. You know, really wasn't into working out or you know any of this. Mm-hmm. You know, people kind of laugh. Oh, he's gonna be a firefighter, y'all. He think he, <laughs> you know, one of those type yeah, of things. Some yeah, yeah. kind of the type of person. When you tell me I can't do something, that's when it's time uh, to turn uh, it it up. was go time yeah. right now. You know. <clears throat> so I went. I had some, some, some. I had to do some processing, and I said, Hey, this might be the best move for me right now. Let me try it. I want something different for my life. I I used to always have like kind of like dreams of. Uh, like, your kid in school. So what do your daddy do? You know, and I never wanted to, you know, my daddy's dead. My daddy's in jail. My daddy's sitting <laughs> yeah, around no. all day and do yes, nothing. Please, no. You know, one of those things. So for the sake of my child, she's 17 for to be 18 now, and she loves what I do. Yeah. And that was, like, one of the contributing factors to say, you know what, I'll give it a try. Yeah. And it was a bunch of days in that academy that, we did stuff that didn't, I didn't think, pertain to firefighting. Mm-hmm. But it was almost like the Karate Kid. Uh, why am I waxing off and waxing <laughs> off? It's going to make sense when it comes to fight time.
0: Yep, yep. You know,
1: but I didn't understand the demographics at the time. And uh, I, I, I explored the option. And a lot of days I had to have self-talks to make sure I stayed there.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I had to have some of those talks with some of my classmates because they like, this dude is yelling at me like ain't nobody yelling at me. I wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire. And I'm like, uh-huh. dude, if you can't take with this person that is employed, and at the end of the day, you can go say whatever about them, and maybe they get fired or whatever. What you think's gonna happen when it's a person out in the street saying the uh-huh. same stuff to you? Uh-huh. Like, so you know, it, 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 you don't understand some of the stuff at the time, but. It all, sense. it all makes
1: sense. It yeah. all, it all, you know what they say: water, even water seeks its own level.
0: There you go. See, At some point, we we gonna get you your own podcast. It's it's, it's gonna happen. We we, we, um, we you got too many gems to drop, and and that was the other point that I was making because. <laughs> We were, talking, uh, we were talking about how with this particular job, you have the opportunity to explore other ventures. You can oh, yeah. explore entrepreneurship. You can oh, yeah. go into building houses, tearing down houses, painting houses, cutting the grass for houses. True. You can do almost True. anything with this job. So, And that's one of the beautiful things about it because... It,
1: it broadened my horizon you mm-hmm. know I'm getting off in the morning it was almost kind of like a self-esteem thing I had to I see guys getting off and they're putting on their painter's uniform they're putting on their welding uniform they're putting on their you know you know this and that I'm like man they' like what do you do <laughs> nothing <laughs> at nothing. the moment you know yeah. I didn't know that I was allowed to or what could I get into but I always kind of said man we're doing one uh man, physical labor manual labor and I always kind of thought like I kind of had a some bit of sense. I uh, could use my brain. I wanted yeah. to figure out a way to Work use my, my brain. Yeah. So even you know. Remember, yeah. I was doing uh, real estate. I mean, yep. I still do the real estate, but I, I was doing a ticket broker thing. Mm-hmm. I was doing... I mean, I had several different ventures that I figured out to be able to derive income. The ticket broker thing was really dope for me. That's what I I love doing that Mm -hmm. because I can get all the premium tickets to any major plays, concerts, comedy shows, pretty much nationwide. But the Chicago got the tax, yeah. <laughs> the entertainment tax, and it yeah. kind of put a damper in it because I didn't have the big money to be able to buy large volumes of inventory and things like that. But my network, I started going to conferences in Vegas with my free time and, you know, networking with different people and stuff like that. I was doing the uh, the concierge thing. Yep, yep, Remember, yep. I was doing the, uh, like, so if you wanted uh, five, six, seven star hotels pretty much anywhere and car service, want well, you know, personal shoppers and and stuff like that. Yeah, so I just networked myself in that way and figured out a lane with everything that I could do, but something that I would enjoy doing. Like, I enjoy the firefighter side. I wanted to... I just... Want a life full of enjoyment.
0: You want to do something yeah. else. I mean, just. Die empty. Yeah. You want to, at the end all exactly. At the end end of the day, you want to have other skills and other processes. And then this just adds interesting stories. If you feel like telling somebody you're a firefighter, because more yeah, times that's, that's, than not, that's, yeah, that's not my thing either. That was the last thing I ever did. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I'm, I mean, I so love what I do. what do I you do. do? I work for the city. I work for the government. <laughs> something like that.
1: I yeah. would say, where did I I started, you know, I'm that's a jack of all trades. Well, no, seriously, what do you do for a living? Professionally, I seek out opportunity, I maximize it and mm-hmm. make the most of it.
0: <laughs> there you go. So that
1: just sound like, hey, I'm, 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 I could pretty much do anything. Yeah. If you introduce me to
0: it and it holds my interest, I think I could pick it up. Yes, that's what's up. So, and that's where this podcast kind of came from. Just trying to think outside of just that. Just, you know, trying to, Explore the options. So no, I love it. I love it. You called me, and I couldn't wait yep. to get here. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so now we gotta to now there. we gotta recruit some old guests. So oh yeah, because you know if I would have bought the peanut gallery with me, yeah, that's the, that's the <laughs> oh, one and, I want. And cocktails in but, here too. But now. that's that's gonna be a daytime one because a daytime and an Uber because that's what I'm gonna need for that yeah. for that episode. <laughs> Can't be at night. Yeah. So is there anything that I should have asked you that I didn't ask you? Anything you could think of, because we're gonna get ready to wrap it up. In regards to fire service, no, just period, just period. Anything that you,
1: uh, what do I see myself going or? Yeah, how know, about that? Things? Well, I'm still a short timer, as you can see, so I'm not quite twenty years yet. Mm-hmm. But I got the I got the first bugle up under my belt, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, the second one going to be in a bag okay. most definitely. Yeah, you a smart and guy. Might as well get the third well one, get, get, get the, the third, third one. one and try to do it under in under 25 or 25 years exact.
0: Yeah, that's I wish and there was a way I could fast forward to that, but
1: it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Everything is about time and a funny thing about it is that it 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 it, mar- it goes fast. Yeah. Cuz it feels like that's to my... me, you ask me, probably eight to ten years is what I feel like I have on. Huh? Mm-hmm. But I'm, um, you know, this more well, like eighteen as of June first. But the day after, you know, that's considered your nineteenth yeah.
0: year. Yeah. Well, that's that's an article that I saw somebody else wrote before me, but I'm like, I got to put my own spin on it. But you got to appreciate the time. That's something you and Dan um, Grass told me about when I was there. You got to appreciate the time you hear why you hear because everything is constantly changing. So. It, it it seemed True. like it seemed like like just a couple of months ago we was at the same house. That's that's literally yeah. what it feel like. Yeah. yeah. And it's been some years, but change is inevitable. But that's one of the worst things
1: that you could introduce to firemen.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh they, they hate yeah. change. Uh-huh. It's
1: it's gonna change. It's yeah. not gonna stay the same. And if you ask me, like looking at a lot of the new faces, or even going back to your old houses, mm-hmm. and you know you don't know some of these people and stuff like. That. Some it's good when they could be like, oh, so you such and such. Yeah I, I yeah, I heard you, about that's, you. That's yeah. one of the things that I I have been blessed enough to receive. That oh, you Daryl Walton. Mm. Oh man, it's nice to meet you. Yeah. I heard so much about you. Yeah. My first comment, of course, sarcastic. I hope it was good. Yeah, <laughs> you know? No, that, good stuff or bad regular. stuff.
0: You know which which way did you hear it? So, well, mm. D. Walt, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming through. We definitely got to do this again. Um, we got to add the rest of the rest of the crew to it. Oh, so, yeah. but this is just a preview of what's to come because. Like I said, I'm trying to get Daryl to get his own podcast. <laughs> so, it's in the bacon. Let's speak yeah, it in the universe. Speaking it into existence. Now, and now it's out there for everybody. It's past the universe. It's going to go to I see. whatever, infinite, I see. like the aliens. They're going to pick this up and get hip to it. I see.
1: It. But like yeah, like I said, man, the privilege and honor is all mine. I appreciate
0: you having me out. You know? Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that was another episode of Firecast, Department 3C production. Um, I want to thank my guest, Darrell Wong for coming through. If anything you need to say or want to say, you can find us at most socials at Department 3C because even though it's a different podcast name, it's still a Department 3C production. Um, you can find me personally at Sevy, And if you'd like to email the show, our information is info at department 3c.com and the website is www.department3c.com that being said everybody have a great rest of your day night evening whatever time you have